Hi, this is Shannon Cox. I'm the academic coach for the EDD program and welcome to this episode of Beyond the Syllabus. I'm here today with two lovely ladies, Tanya Plater and Lydia Holtz, and um, I'm excited to talk more with them today and more about our podcast Beyond the Syllabus as kind of an introductory introductory episode today. So hi, ladies. Thanks for being on here today. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So as I mentioned, I am the academic coach for the EDD program at Creighton University. We'll all get into what our roles are. Um, Lydia Holtz, though, is the program coordinator for multiple programs, but also the EDD program. And so just a little bit of history on how the pod this podcast came to start is as an academic coach, I was kind of trying to think of other um, resources that our students might find beneficial and what that might look like. Is that in a blue line site? Is that a newsletter? Is that what is it, you know? And so we were brainstorming with faculty and staff on what on what that could be. And one of the faculty, Dr. Bloomquist, for anyone who knows her, suggested you should do a podcast. And on that day in time, I had never actually listened to a podcast in my entire life. And I said, well, that seems crazy. Why would I do that? I don't know what a podcast is. Uh, and Lydia was like, I can help you do that. And so um, we, we kind of brainstormed like, okay, well, what do we call the podcast? What will we put on the podcast? And I think we liked the idea of a podcast because if you think about our students and this, at the time we were thinking our population was just EDD students. And we're going to talk today about how we're hoping to kind of branch out that population. But you know, the emails that students get, readings that students have to do for courses, blue line sites for your courses, um, you know, our student resource center is in blue line. And so what's something that they don't have to necessarily be in front of their computer, but they can still get information that's helpful to them. And so that's where the podcast came in because we thought, well, this could be good because they can listen to it in their car. They can listen to it while they clean their house, you know, it's kind of, um, time manage a little bit on how they're getting the resource. And so the idea I think stemmed from, there's so many benefits Creighton University has to offer when you're a student at Creighton University that happens outside of the classroom. So of course, main reason students are here is to go to class, to be in a program, to earn a degree or a certificate or whatever that may be. But um, I always tell students, you know, if you're not using all of the resources that are available to you, you're not really getting your bang for your buck for what you're paying for. And there are a lot of things available and cool things happening that um, students should know about. And so that's where we whiteboarded, Lydia, do you remember? We put a bunch of ideas up. On I do. We had so many ideas. It filled this like huge whiteboard. And then we like had votes and things on what we should call it. And so we landed on this beyond the syllabus idea to get, you know, the ideas outside of class, what resources are out there for students. And so that was the point of that. So Lydia's the mastermind. I talk. I can... <laughs> I can find the resources, I can interview people, and then I press 
record and then I send it to Lydia and then she is the the behind the scenes like knows how to make it where people can hear it I don't know how you figured that out Google is a magical thing (laughs) another beyond the resources tip Google when in doubt Google bing (laughs) yes your poison if you will so very thankful for Lydia's Googling skills and figuring out how to um, produce essentially a podcast. Um, so we did like a year um, or so. I don't actually remember how many episodes. I'm calling it season one. That's what they call it in the podcast world, right? Season one, we did, um, again, kind of just with EDD students in mind, Um Halfway through the season, we commissioned, uh, commissioned, we didn't pay him anything. He volunteered, (laughs) Dr. Martin, again, uh, EDD faculty, if anyone knows him, has a talent of playing the guitar. And so he volunteered to record us a a theme song, we'll call it. He just put down some some notes. Some tunes. And recorded us a little theme song. And so we were, we felt legit at that point. We had music uh, intros. Um, And so I was talking to the other academic coaches and people in the graduate school for their thoughts on kind of broadening the podcast, broadening topics and resources we wanted to talk about. And that's kind of when Tanya piped in. I'm looping her in now to the conversation. Uh, with some other ideas that we thought would be fun and interesting and things that she's been doing on one platform that might work really well on this kind of platform. Um, And so we're calling this like season two, where (laughs) we're taking these ideas and opening them up to the broader audience for graduate students and College of Professional Studies students, kind of this adult student population. Um, so Tanya, if you want to kind of jump in on what your vision was at that point of coming into the podcast. Well, I remember we were in a meeting and you said, um, cause I had been getting a kind of an overview of what I had been doing the last fall to try and reach out to students who were in um, quarantine because of COVID and such and um, how to bring about what we used to do for professional development for students, student development um, in person to online. And so I had started Thoughtful Thursdays, which was um, an idea that we would get together on Thursdays via Zoom and you would learn, the students would be able to learn about um, different places on campus, such as, you know, the CIC or the Cultural and uh, Intercultural Center, Creighton Intercultural Center, or the VIP Center, the Violence Intervention and Prevention Center, um, OEI, the Office of Equity and Inclusion, which now has a name change. So now I think it's an office of Title IX um, group now. And, and we used to have like leadership dinners in person with like the deans and with um provosts, et cetera, they would come and they would they would sit down and have a conversation, which had actually um, pushed through some processes and some benefits for students in the past. Um, one year, we had the graduate students meet with Tanya Weingard, one of our students who happened to be the GSG treasurer at the time. He had said, you know, the majority of our students are, are part-time and we have to pay for gym access. And she's like, 
And he goes, that's not really a benefit to us. And it's not something that you should push over because when we come here on welcome week, that's what you guys keep telling us is that, Hey, you have the benefit of the gym for free, blah, blah, but it's really not free for us. And we met her in maybe October and she had it pushed forward as students didn't have to pay at all part-time, full-time, et cetera, by January or January or February of the following year. And so that's, that, that conversation actually stemmed and that policy change stemmed from a conversation with students and leadership. So that was kind of something that we wanted to try and keep going. Um, I didn't get any leaders to meet with us, but um, we did have Zoom conversations with department heads or our representatives in those areas, in those programs and had nice conversations and we recorded them all on Zoom and um, put them up for students to be able to see. And that kind of started our conversation. I was given that update and Shannon was like, hey, would you like to join our podcast? Cause we kind of want to do this. And I, I had never done anything. I was just like Shannon. I, I still haven't heard a podcast really. Um, maybe one or two. <laughs> still mind blown that you guys haven't hopped on the podcast train yet. I was I them probably every day. At the time I had not. So I have since. I, I, I just basically, I always, I'm usually watching volleyball with my daughter or I'm, you know, at the, t- in the past I was work I was going to school working not, and then, and volleyball. And so I just didn't have the time to even think about it, to look for what I wanted. Um, but I, I have heard a couple from Priya Parker. I guess I have to say that. I have I have heard a couple from Priya Parker. Um, but then, you know, Shannon's like, hey, you want to you do this with us? And I remember saying, you know, I've always had a face for radio. Let's, let's do this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, you know, why not? Why not? Let's, do, let's try it. And um, so now I'm just learning with Shannon and Lydia and yeah. going forward and saying, hey, let's do this. And uh, that's kind of where we're at. And, and depending on the popularity of it, we'll produce more and more or less and less, depending, <laughs> depending <laughs> on what we need to do. Well, we have a few episodes started, a few ideas started, so we can kind of talk a little bit about what we've been doing there too. So um, yeah, this is going to be good. And so we also wanted to use this opportunity to introduce ourselves too, since you have to listen to us. You don't have to, we would love for you to, Um, because I think we'll talk about some really interesting topics. So um, Lydia, I don't know, let's start with you. Do you want to just give us a little background on you professionally and personally? Um, Because hopefully we'll, we'll work with students in other capacities also who may be listening to this. Absolutely. So first off, I just want to say how excited I am for the progression of this podcast. And for all of you listeners out there, we are, you're all online. We hardly ever see each other. Well, not all of you are online, but half of you-ish are online. Some of you are on campus. Hardly ever see each other or see us people on campus. And it's going to be really exciting for you to get to meet some of your leaders and people responsible for your education here on campus. Um, So anyways, that's my little plug for why you should keep listening. I am the program coordinator for the EDD program, the MSOL program, the BILS program, the Bachelors in Leadership, and the Healthy Lifestyle Management programs that are in the College of Professional Studies. So I have a nine-month-old son who is absolutely adorable. I'm probably pretty biased, though. 
I can vouch. I can vouch. He's adorable. adorable. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I married a farmer, so we live in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. For anybody else who lives the rural life, love it. Can't wait to talk to you more about that or not, which is also okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tanya, how about you share some about oh, you? Hold on. We're not done with hey, you. Wait, we're not done with you. <laughs> Okay, so we, we need to we need to bring about how Lydia got involved in the graduate school and how um, she started here because you started as as a student, but then it evolved. So why don't you just go ahead and tell us about that? You're right. Bit. I forgot about that key piece of information, Tanya. Thank you. So I started off as a student, like Tanya said. I applied for the MBA program over in Hyder, and which is a great program, by the way. Absolutely awesome. Faculty are amazing. I can talk to you about that all day and night if you would like. Um, so I started there. But when I started there, I was also hired on as a graduate assistant in the graduate school office, which gives you a, it gave me a nice little insight to what happens behind the scenes, a lot of which I never would have known about otherwise, like even student organizations, how things are run, policies, things like that you don't really think of that still pertain to you as a student. And then after two years of that and my graduation from the MBA program, I was hired on full time in the Department of Interdisciplinary Studies, which is still with the graduate school. And I love it so much. I can't leave at this point. In, in other words, we did not want to lose you. <laughs> so we were hurried up and we're like, you need to apply for this position because it's awesome and you're awesome and you match. I remember your <laughs> interview you. process. It was awesome. I enjoyed that. I think I cried. I'm sure Shannon does too. <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> I don't think I cried, but Tanya I did cry. Did. I remember I cried. I'm a crier. It's okay. <laughs> it is Let's okay. just get it out. It's all good. Because <laughs> I'm we sure at one point or another on this podcast, at some time, I'm going to tear up. So well, all right. Alert, alert. We we made Gail cry. That's Dr. true, Garnett. and she made me cry. That's spoiler alert. Yeah. Yes, yes. Tears will happen. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, thank you, Lydia. We are super happy to leave have you here and um, all you do for those programs and this podcast. So thanks thank for you. doing that, Tanya. How about you? Okay, so I have a long history with Creighton. Um, I am now the senior program coordinator of the graduate school. I started here as a temp way back in 2003 um, for the psychology department in the College of Arts and Sciences. Um, it was supposed to be a two week appointment. I don't think someone got the memo. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> and then um, it extended to a six month appointment um, and at that time, my husband, Fred, and I were um, discussing having children, and I wanted a place with benefits. And so I went up to the chair of the department and I said, hey, look, you know, I need benefits, so I'm probably not going to continue doing this temp thing. You know, getting paid once a week is cool, but, uh, you know, he had benefits, but they were atrociously high, um, very expensive benefits. Um, and so the chair said, or, you know, we could hire you. And so they did. <laughs> And so oh, I became nice. a benefits eligible employee and um, 
started work. I worked there for, I worked in College of Arts and Sciences for the psychology department for seven years. Yes. No, well, six and a half years. I came here in 2009, switched over, and have been working at the graduate school ever since. Um, I started taking classes kind of random, um, just trying to get some sort of a degree. My mentor and sponsor in College of Arts and Sciences, Rose Hill, who used to be the um, assistant dean there when I started, she pushed me to get an education, said, look, you know, it doesn't matter what degree it is, but you're going to waste away here if you don't have something. Um, and I had only had an associate's degree in computer-aided drafting, by the way, which has nothing to do with graduate school um, or higher ed in general. And so um, she pushed me to get a degree, and I was all over the place, took classes, um, took breaks to have children. I have three. Um, so it was very slow going. I think I've been, I was pretty much in school from the year 2005-ish, 2004-ish to 2021. So it took me forever. Um, one of the benefits of uh, the versatility of our, our Creighton University and the, at the time, University College, College Professional Studies was the idea that they moved to a completely online program, which was the Bills program, the Bachelor of Science in Leadership Studies. And that was the catalyst. That was the point where I said, okay, I can actually do this because I don't have to take time out of work to attend classes um, during the day. And I don't have to take time away from my family to attend classes in the evening. And so that made it so that I could actually complete my degree in 2017. And then I went straight into a master's degree. If anyone is curious, which you're probably not, but I'm going to tell you anyway, I, <laughs> I like to write. And so that's like one of my passions for my hobbies. Um, and so I decided I wanted to be in creative writing. So I went for the master of science or master of um, fine arts in creative writing. And after a year of being there and finding out that it was more time away from my kids um, and my youngest at the time was at a very pivotal age, um, I didn't feel like it would be beneficial to do that. I was having to take eight hours a week away from him um, being in classes and that didn't work. So after a year of doing that, which I actually loved very, very much, I'm really sad that the, the, that program went away. Um, I had a come to Jesus moment, spent like, I think uh, I didn't sleep for a week. I didn't sleep a week one night. Um, and it was a time to either register for classes or make a change. And I had decided that I needed to make a change from advice from senior leadership here, realized that I couldn't decide between the Master of Science in Leadership, Organizational Leadership, and the Master of Science in Negotiation Conflict Resolution. So I did both. <laughs> um, That's completely logical. It, 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 it was fantastic. Um, <laughs> and then it only took me three years after that to um, really complete the degree. And I played a guinea pig um, at the time prior to me doing this. They would complete the Master of Science in Organizational Leadership, and then they would, after they got that degree, they would finish off the NCR and maybe take one or two classes for NCR, maybe in the summer, but that's it. Um, and I said, well, can you change it? And can you use me as a guinea pig and kind of do a con combination? And um, they did. And I think that was the best decision of my life. 
um, it was literally life changing that dual degree program and and making it um, really really truly a dual program so that I was taking them in tandem. Um, I would alternate between NCR and organizational leadership, and they really enriched my experience. Um, and that made it so that I not only enjoyed it, I learned a lot, and it was pretty much life-changing because now I'm really focused on restorative justice and stuff that I never would have even known about uh, prior to the programs and how to implement that here at Creighton um, and give back to the community that has really developed me as a person. So that is so my... cool, Tanya. <laughs> it's, it's, if anyone wants to do the dual program, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. And we don't just have that dual program students, classmates, we yeah. have many dual programs. So if you ever want to learn more, ask your academic coach. Yes. I think we're actually going to do a meeting with them, aren't we? Didn't yeah. we want to do it? Yeah. Ah, yes. You can look forward to that in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I've talked for long enough. You guys can. No, I think if I had to guess, there's many students who will hear your journey and either they're on it or did it or are going to do it. Or, <laughs> I mean, I think that's a very relatable story to the students we have here in our programs. So I think you're the testament of it can be done and with the kids and the job. Yeah. Work. And I mean, you had little kids probably even what, how old are your kids now? My, my children don't know me out of school. This is the first time I've been out of school. My daughter is 16. She's a junior at central and my oldest son is 14 and he's a freshman at central. Um, and then my youngest is nine and he goes to Wilson focus. So he's in fourth grade. Um, but my, my children don't even know what it's like to not have a mom in school. So this has been, um, ever since May, this has been a, a, like a learning curve of like, okay, I should have all this time, but I realized that all the time that I worked on classes were like my sleeping hours. <laughs> and so the only thing that I've really gained are sleeping hours, but I've, I've been trying to pack in some like fun time with the kids, like, hey, let's have a fun day and just go to worlds of fun or let's go to the zoo or let's go to whatever and we just we've been making little trips like that trying to get together and just go out um we have a plan to go to valas that kind of stuff you know things that I wouldn't do when I was in school because I was too consumed with I need to get this degree I need to get this done um and stuff like that which for any of you out there who are struggling to complete that degree and you have the kids or even if you don't have the kids and you're working and you're at your dropping point, just take a deep breath and just tell yourself you're worth this. And this is where you're meant to be in this moment is where you're meant to be. Because after you get past that moment, you're going to be like, oh my God, I made it. And look at what I've achieved. And now I can have an MS behind my name. I can have a PhD behind my name. I can have an EDD behind my name to show everybody that I did it. It's worth it. Definitely. I love that. I love it. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you, Tanya. Um, quickly, I'll introduce myself. I came to Creighton in 2004, actually as a freshman, lived in Gallagher Hall, um, did a bachelor's in uh, 
communication. Actually, I was one of those who started out pre-pharmacy and then didn't finish that way. Uh, but that was good because I loved my major. I was a work study student in the College of Nursing also during my four years. And so similarly to both of you, actually, <laughs> um, it was time for me to graduate with my bachelor's and there was a staff position that came open and I said, I don't graduate till May, but I really want to apply for this job. And so they worked with me to kind of hold it open um, until I could start. So I graduated on like a Saturday and I think I had to wait like one day to be like officially graduated or something and started working full time for Creighton in the College of Nursing um, on like a Tuesday. And so I worked in student affairs um, and assisted with recruitment, I think probably three or four years and then the recruiter um, left. And so that position became available and I applied for that and I recruited for a lot more years, maybe like five or six ish. Um, and so that was fun. I really enjoyed recruiting nurses, any nursing people out there listening, nursing. Um, oh, they're just so fun. I don't know. I was just saying nurses are a special type of human and I did enjoy working with them. And then uh, I also got married. I also had babies. I also kind of decided, you know, the traveling and things needed to change. So after I had, I have two kids, I have a seven-year-old and um, a seven-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son um, and a 15-year-old stepson, which is fun. I always say I got a teenager and toddler and that's like they're kind of actually the same ironically like how they live their lives <laughs> um but they keep life interesting um so after i had my son i decided i didn't want to travel anymore and then this academic coach position became open and so i applied for that and was very thankful i love it like i just i liked recruiting i liked working with students but being able to see students, like follow them once they get here, because once they got here in recruitment, I was done. I'm like, here, send you on your way. Happy trails. Good luck. And then you move on to the next class. And so now as a coach, I get to actually take that journey with them. Like that's the fun part is actually doing the program and getting the degree. Uh, so I've been in this position three, almost four years now, I think. So yeah, that's kind of my, I like Lydia also live in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, not married to a farmer, but we do have hay, hay fields and things behind our house. Um, so we're close to farmers, <laughs> uh, but we live where my husband grew up, which is crazy. I moving to Omaha, actually, I was so excited. I grew up in a little town and I was like, I can't wait to move to the city. And never in my life thought I would end up living on purpose in another small town. So I feel that in any other small town people out there, but we do love it. Anyway, that's, I think us. And I'm happy we got to take this time together. I'm happy we got to introduce the podcast, kind of tease a, a few of the episodes that are coming. And we hope that people come along on this journey with us and reach out to us if there's things that you guys want to hear about. If Also, if there's fascinating people at Creighton that you know, and you're like, you should be on this podcast, then let us know so that we can set that up because 
one part of this idea, you know, beyond the syllabus is you're in programs with other fascinating people just like you. And you might not think you're a fascinating person, but I'm telling you, when I listen to introductions, every time we welcome new students, every single person who speaks, I'm like, that's so cool. That's so fascinating. Like we just have such cool students and faculty and staff here at Creighton. And so we also kind of want to showcase them on this podcast as well. And also that sets up networking opportunities. You know, these are opportunities to make connections. And if you hear someone talk about what they're doing and you think, wow, that's really cool. I want to do that too. You know, we can set up those connections to help facilitate um, those conversations. So I'm excited. I think this is going to be a good season two, we're going to call it. That's what I'm going to call it. No one else can call it that, but that's what I'm going to call it. I think we can absolutely call it that. I love it. All right. All right, girls, anything else we want to chat about? No, ma'am. All right. Well, thanks again. Yes, stay tuned. Thanks for being on this journey with me. I'm excited. And thanks to everyone who listened to us talk. (laughs) We hope you keep listening. I think we'll sign off. Thanks so much.